All right. Welcome to the CXM Experience. And uh, I've got a special guest today. So we've actually been having a few more guests recently. It's been awesome. And uh, today's guest is someone I actually met um, about a year and a half ago. And her name is Seppi Sadie, and she is the CEO of uh, Seppi Enterprises, and it is a design and consulting engineering firm. Uh, it's a civil engineering firm, although most people would say there are no civil engineers. <laughs> that's a whole university joke. Sorry about Seppi. That was good. <laughs> uh, and um, and I, the, the circumstances where we met were kind of fun. So I was in, in North Carolina. It was like November of, I guess, 2019. And I was in North Carolina to do a speech uh, and uh, at a, a really interesting gathering of sort of business leaders uh, in the Raleigh um, uh, neighbor, uh, you know, kind of metropolitan area. And then um, that was, a, it was a kind of a very memorable time for me because I, I flew down. John Chambers was speaking as well. So I, I think I was before John. So, and then John did a session afterwards. So it was John Chambers, myself, um, and a bunch of other interesting speakers from the, the area. And then um, I, I met Seppi. We had dinner, I think, the night before. Or we sat, and then we sat at the table that day and kind of got to know each other. And we had really great connections. She's really awesome. You're going to really love this, love this podcast today. And then... Um, I got on a plane and I flew 18 hours. No, no, it was 23 hours. 23 hours to Singapore. Did a speech, checked into the hotel in the morning, freshened up, and then went and did another speech in Singapore. Checked out of the hotel. I literally checked in the hotel at 10 o'clock and left the hotel nine hours later, okay, at seven o'clock at night. Went back to the airport and then flew 21 hours to Toronto where my mom was having heart surgery and got there in time to sort of see as she came out and uh, take her home and all that kind of good stuff. And then somehow I think I got a flight back from Toronto to New York. And but I, it was uh, it was essentially I was in the air most of the time for about three days. Uh, so Seppi, you're at the beginning of that journey. So um, so welcome, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Very good to be here, Grad. And I have to say, you made a big impression on me on that um, visit. And I thought, gosh, this guy's so creative. This is so neat. <laughs> and um, remember your business cards and mm. uh, looking at all the colors. And I took him I, and you gave me, I said, can I have every color of them? So you gave me right. every color. I gave you the I full took, story, right? I put them yeah, all down the table. The yep, yep. Yeah, I loved it. And I took it back to our marketing department. And I said, gosh, I met the neatest person you look at this and maybe when we get a chance to get him over here to talk to you all and then COVID happened and mm. everything changed but uh, it was fun it was a great great time to well I, I do do zoom calls we need to do that yeah I'm ready I'm to go it. anytime yes yeah Yay, anytime awesome Nothing like nothing that marketers like more than being told that another marketer had done something cool. That, that people love that. <laughs> <laughs> they loved it. Oh, they loved it. Loved, it. loved it. Loved it. And did I get the name of your firm correct? Uh, it's actually Seppi Inc. Seppi Inc. Okay, sorry. Yes. Okay, you made it sound even better. You made it Se Seppi Enterprises. Seppi Worldwide. Wow. <laughs> Maybe we did it global. <laughs> and what's your what's your URL? What's your website address? It's. Uh, seppiinc.com www.seppiinc.com perfect awesome uh all right so um and do you have by the way what's your do you have a social presence do you have a facebook page or a twitter I, I don't have facebook but i have twitter account at seppi saidi okay and i have instagram 
uh, again, I said, Sep, I think, Seppi Saidi. Seppi Saidi. Okay, great. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, Seppi, welcome to the show. So um, I'll just kind of let the uh, let listeners in on a little bit of like what we've been working on. So um, one of my great friends, I would say at this point, and, uh, and also peers, is someone named Diane Adams. And Diane is the Chief Culture and Talent Officer at Sprinkler. Diane and I started uh, about a week apart, and thank God she started a week before me, so she was able to hire me and do my employment contract. <laughs> and so, uh, so anyway, so Diane and I have been really heavily partnered from day one, and there's been a really great collaboration between marketing and HR, and we've we've done a lot of really neat things around the um, of advocacy site and branding and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but Diane and Seppi have been talking about doing their own podcast, which is like I think super cool. And so, uh, so we're just giving them a little bit of like the bit of the journey that we've been on. We're, we're approaching our hundredth show. So that's pretty cool. And so we're sort of sharing the, that sort of process. And they've been thinking about doing that podcast about, uh, the challenges and the joys and the, uh, sort of tips and tricks and et cetera, of being a successful and high powered woman in business and the challenges and inspiration for other women in business as well. So that's sort of where we've been going with it. And then when that does get launched, I'll be I'll be all over promoting it because I think it'll be a great show and well needed. There aren't too many like that. But um, so, Seppi, why don't we just talk about that for a minute? So what, what sort of made you and Diane think about doing a show in that vein? And, and what was it that, it, that makes you want to talk about it? What's the need that you see out there for others? You know, that's a great question, Greg. And Diane is a uh, really close friend of mine. We've known each other for, I think it's coming up maybe on 15 years or more. And met in the Raleigh business community and then bonded individually as just uh, women uh, who liked each other, really admired each other. And I I certainly admire her, just a phenomenal woman. Uh, The reason I think we thought about the podcast was both of us um, have had a long history of working um, as professional women and kind of uh, challenges and, and opportunities, so on. And we get um, quite a bit of asks from other women, either the ones who are entering the workforce or have various challenges in their careers that they want to talk to us individually. And we, and we meet with a lot of individual people, but it's becoming harder to individually have that one-on-one conversation to share our our thoughts and our um, experiences. So one day I was talking to Diane, and I don't know who uh, whose idea was it, but if it goes great, I say it was my idea. If it doesn't, I say it was <laughs> Diane's idea. Brilliant. Oh, you're catching we, on very quickly. This is great. <laughs> we, <yeah>. So <laughs> I, we talked about it, and we said, what if we do a podcast and kind of, share those experiences because it's becoming very difficult to have one-on-one meetings with people. Right, right. And that's kind of the start of it. And and we are both extremely passionate about women in workforce and women in leadership. And we see a lot of opportunities to uh, to hopefully support women to not have to go repeat what we did or the steps, maybe big steps or where we didn't quite get it right, you know, 20 years ago. And to be able to share that with them, and so hopefully they'll have an easier journey uh, so, and, and more success. Oh well, yeah, I think you and Diane have done very well. But I, I hear you. Um, let's uh, 
let's talk about some of those stories. I think, I think one of the things that'd be kind of fun today is for, for you to sort of practice with me on kind of how you and Diane will kick this off. So, so let me ask you just a couple of questions just to kind of get the ball rolling. So um, as you think back over your career, which is um, very impressive, what would you say was a moment, if you feel comfortable, by the way, you can also say, I'm not going to answer that question. Um, <laughs> but what would be a moment where you would say you felt uh, at a low point or maybe at your lowest point um, where you maybe were questioning what you're doing, how you're doing it. Did, did you have one of those just like, and I'm going to follow the follow-up question, by the way, just so you know where I'm going next, it'll be how you got through it. Okay. So, but talk to me about the, maybe the lowest point for you. You know, and I think it has to, we have to, I have to think about how I define a low point mm. because there are, mm. there were many points, there were many challenges. There were times that I, many times that I felt that I, deserved the promotion and I was being passed over, over and over and over again. Uh, those were difficult times where I felt like I wasn't able to move up. Um, I didn't have the same network as the, as the men did and they felt comfortable with each other and they knew each other better. And I was totally an outsider. Hmm. Uh, so, so getting that level of comfort in that, in those circles was difficult. So, I felt it was difficult and, and there were many low points in that. I, I think one of the probably toughest, there, because so there are many challenges for women in the workforce. It's um, being seen for your, your skills and capabilities and how you can contribute to the organization, not as a man or a woman. I mean, not for your gender. Right. That's something that's really important and, and very difficult. And the other part is as women, start having families, having a child and having to be a, uh, working outside the house mom, because I think all moms are working moms. Some work inside the house, some work outside and inside, but having the child and feeling guilt towards, uh, how am I going to be happy? Is my child taken care of while I'm going to work? And the expectations of the society, because my daughter just turned 30. Wow. So, Seriously? Yeah, she did. Yeah. That's so, crazy. Uh, when you I, have a 30 year old daughter. Mm -hmm. Wow. I do. Yeah. Good. Okay. Wow. That's great. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. Uh, I had her when I was 10. That's all. Well, that's what I was going to, I was going to say, but I didn't know where to go with that one. Uh, what, uh, and, and so, is, is she, is she an engineer as well? No, actually she's in, uh, getting a PhD in clinical psychology. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, very cool. But uh, back then, so it was the dynamic of the workplace was very different. So you were, you were still looked at as a, as a female that your primary responsibility was taking care of your children. And, um, so for me, that was a difficult decision. I loved, I was passionate about being an engineer, wanted to continue being an engineer. And then I felt the pressure about. Am I making the right decision? So there, there are many different aspects of, I think, it, my career personally that I would say there were challenges, there were many low points. And um, how do you work through it? It's, it's all different. So, yeah, so let's, let's just role play for a second. So there's a new role or a new job opening or a promotion that's coming up. You think you're a lock. You've been killing it, doing great work. And... Some schmuck who's like, you know, doesn't even show up in the afternoons, gets it instead. 
and you're passed over. What did, what do you do that night? And then what do you do the next day? And then what do you do the next week? And what do you do the next month to manage through that kind of disappointment? How did you, how did you deal with that? You know, um, it's, uh, initially it's just like how you do with any disappointment. You either go to the bathroom and cry a little bit or go home and get mad at your cat or if you have a pet. Uh, so it, it's just kind of emotionally, it's difficult. And I have to tell you the most important part of it for any anybody and especially for women is that when you get passed over numerous times, initially you think it's you. That's the toughest part. You feel like I am not capable enough. I am not qualified enough. And that really works on one person's self-esteem. That you mm. feel like I, it's just me. It's not that it's this. Um, I was passed over for somebody who is not as qualified. You feel it's new. And after a while, to get beyond that is the most important thing. To be able to say, I believe in my capabilities. I believe I have skills. I'm qualified. This this promotion doesn't represent who I am as a professional. And to to feel that inside of you, to get that that confidence to be able to stand up and say okay what does it require for me to get that promotion that's what i started doing i said so what am i missing i would ask my supervisor what do i need to do Hmm. so i'm going to get more skills and i need to learn more i will do whatever it takes but not to allow that to make you doubtful about who you are as a professional is the most important thing that that for me after a while i started thinking about this and I said, I'm not going to let this define who I am as a person and and my skills. And I'm going to get better and I'm going to learn more and I'm going to do more. But the the point that I want, I really think it's important for Diane and I, we want to talk about is we don't want women to have to deal with death anymore. We don't want them to have to go through all of these self-doubt and constantly thinking that I'm not good enough and and have to push through it. It has to be more easier than that. I just want it to be easier than that for them to get more support and recognition and, and allow the doors to open a bit easier. Mm, interesting. Yeah, it's really tough. Um, there's a book called Mindset. I'm sure you've I'm sure you've read it by Carol Dweck, um, who's a Stanford University psychologist. And, you know, she talks a lot about how your mindset affects your actions and how to coach yourself up essentially to change your mindset because uh, mindset tends to drive your behavior. Uh, and you see it all the time. I and mean, we get stuck in mindsets constantly um, in simple in funny, simple ways and in, in more complex ways. Uh, but it is difficult, I think, at times to have to coach yourself through your own mindset. Now I have found it um, personally, I found it easier when I've got someone trying to help me there. Um, but I'm not sure that companies tend to have the resources for that. They have resources for crisis, Mm -hmm. right? Like for crisis, which is great, you know, and many companies have great crisis counseling lines and things like that. Uh, and if you're in a really, really difficult situation, you can often get help. But to the best of my knowledge, I've never seen a company have coaching for how to get over disappointment. That's true. But I think that one easy way 
would be that in a very healthy culture, a company that has a healthy culture, and I know Diane is big on culture and I'm really she sure doing is. more well, of that. She lives it every so, day. Every day. So, so I think if we have, if we get the culture right in a company, if an individual is does not get the promotion they believe they deserve, yeah, that's where the culture helps because this then the hiring manager would have a very good, healthy, frank conversation with this person and explain to them what was the reasons that they were not chosen in this particular thing. And make them understand that this is, is you are not defected or defective, that it's the, these are the, the things you could enhance your skill or it was a particular match we were looking for. So if indeed that promotion happens genuinely because this other person was a better fit, not because they were not in my club, you know, there are two different things. When, when women face not being in the men's club and they get blocked, that's a very hard thing. To break through, but if it's just a matter of not being the right fit for that job, then hopefully they hear it, they get explained to them much easier, they hear it, and then hope they will be ready for the next one. They get stronger, they enhance their skills. So I think the key for, uh, I, I believe, important key in the society today, is to genuinely believe that we need more diversity in our workplaces. We really are committed to diversity. And when women are 50% of the population currently in the United States, to see that representation, if that representation is lacking in, in companies, to take very serious steps towards enhancing that, to improving that representation and, and go away from cliques and clubs and, you know, those cultures in some companies. And that, that would be huge to, yeah. to advance women. Actually, 51% of the population. 51 yeah. So, right. you know, if it was an election, they'd, they'd win. Um, so um, let's talk about one more thing in mindset, which is interesting. Uh, so uh, Dr. Dweck talks about his concept of grit, G-R-I-T, grit. And uh, what she found was that um, grit was um, associated with a success, right? So that, and in fact, you know, the the, the grittier you are, which is, I think, the the ability to kind of get yourself through tough times, uh, the, you're, you're more likely to be successful. So talk to me about the grit that you've had to have in your career, because you've obviously been successful. Um, you know, Diane, Diane is super gritty. Like she's <laughs> unbelievable, actually. Uh, I'm not sure I've ever met anyone with as much grit as Diane. I, I, I jokingly told her after getting to know her, this is, you know, after getting to know her for a while, probably at least a year into a pretty intense, uh, pretty intense time at the company. And we, we were spending a lot of time working together. Um, I made a comment to her that um, her life reminded me of a country music song. You know, like, it's like, it's the old joke. If, you, if they played a country music song backwards, they'd, you'd get back your dog, you'd get back your truck, and you'd, you'd get back your... <laughs> spouse or whatever. So, so, but, but talk to me about, and you know, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, we're not going to get into all of it, but Diane's sure. amazing. Absolutely. Amazing. Um, amazing. amazing. Truly a real great. model. Like it's, yes. I almost feel like amazing. whenever she asks me how I'm doing, I'm like, I like, I, I got nothing. I'm doing great. <laughs> I, <got laughs> I don't know what to say. Exactly. I feel silly saying anything else. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Um, and I, I do think that that's a good example for the organization. So talk to me about grit in your life. Cause I know you've got, you must've had a lot of it. Um, what, what, where did you have to show grit? How did you find it? 
Uh, and maybe give me examples of maybe where you wish you'd had more grit. And, um, and if you went back, you'd add you some. Know, I, I, I have a lot of grit, a lot. I, I mean, tremendous amount. And I would say I really got that from my upbringing. I grew up, um, I was born in Tehran, Iran, and oh, in a family okay. of very, very strong women. My um, mother, uh, my grandmother and great aunts had careers and actually both of my great aunts were lawyers, and one of them was the first female criminal lawyer uh, in Iran. And um, they were very strong women, and they always would be talking about importance of just being tough and solving problems and having strength and so going through things. And I think to begin with, I really watched my mom. My mom was very, very strong and lots of adversity, but just really was tough and would go through it and and solve problems and just to an extent that you could never get a pass for anything like i mean she would say if you were born without legs if you don't become a um uh, a best runner in the world it's your fault so it was like this extreme uh, sense of uh, you, it's your life you have to be in charge of it and I think that that probably started that sense for me. And then when we came to United States, it was right before the Islamic revolution in Iran. And it was mm -hmm. not something we anticipated. So I was um, a you know, teenager. I had come here just to get an education and go back. We were supposed to stay here. So all the upheaval and change that happened, I had to adapt and uh, you know, find a community, find a home when you have lost everything you're familiar with as an immigrant and build a life. Uh, so all of those were, were very, very challenging. And, you know, uh, being in the South as a female, you know, immigrant uh, from uh, a country in the world that is necessarily and that the most popular countries in the world back <laughs> back then it was a lot of things where you have to be i mean for me i had to be very uh, self-aware very strong and i really had to believe in myself to be able to build a lot of relationships and to be able to uh, push through and uh, a, a field that is male dominated you know civil engineering is a male dominated field getting into construction engineering work that I did. So, and many obstacles along the way. But I think that you're, you're absolutely right. Grit is everything. I think a lot of that you may have been fortunate like me to have been born in that environment where people gave you that strength or you had role models to gain that strength. But I think at the end of the day, I always ask myself when some obstacle happens or something really challenging or difficult that happens, I kind of look at it and say, what are my choices? Do I just want to kind of uh, fall apart? That's just not a choice. Mm. That's not going to make my life better. It's not going to, I'm not going to learn from this. It's not going to make me stronger. So that talking to yourself, like you were talking about, having that self-talk, having that awareness and having, looking at your life and say, this is my life. I need to create this. This is not up to anybody else but me. So if I don't make the right steps or don't be strong about it, and if you know if I don't achieve what I hope and and want, the only body who is going to be affected by it is me and the people who are dependent on me or love me. So um, I think it's important and it's something that resilience is really really important. And somehow maybe some of us are are 
maybe born more resilient than others, but it's certainly something you can learn and, and you can get yourself stronger. Yes, yeah, that's a great way to put it. You know, I, I should actually correct myself. As I was saying it, uh, a little, little voice was going in the back of my mind that grit's actually its a, a own book. It's not in mindset, although it's funny how I conjoined it, right? So grit's actually a book by Angela Duckworth. Yes, it is a book. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. So anyways, at least I'm correcting myself here. Um, so, But you're right. It's like what she basically shows is that anyone striving to succeed the secret uh, is not talent, but some special blend of passion and persistence uh, that she calls grit. And so true. It's like really. So why engineering? What what got you into the engineering field? You know, um, if you are, if you ask most immigrants, you, they would say that the family expectation is you should become an engineer, doctor, or lawyer. Okay. So <laughs> pretty much is a family expectation that they weren't going to send me all over the other side of the world to study what I actually wanted, what I wanted, it was expectation. And I happened that I really loved it. And I, once I got into it, I enjoyed it very much and uh, really loved engineering. I loved civil engineering. It's a built environment. You could see it. You could completely impact the world. And I think it's such a purposeful career for me. Every, every career is, but this directly was, um, I could see directly how it was impacting lives of people. So that got me a lot of excitement and passion about it well this is one of my favorite conversations ever i am loving this uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna stop right now and i'm gonna pick this up um i'm gonna pick this up tomorrow if you don't mind seppi so i'm just gonna keep we'll keep going tomorrow but i, I am loving where we're going with this and let, let's keep going uh so for all of you we're gonna cut it now and come back there'll be more of this uh so for the cxm experience uh, I am Grad Khan, CXO at Sprinkler, and I'll see you next time.